You are listening to Crosstalk. A safe place to discuss addiction, recovery, harm reduction, and everything in between. Support for this podcast comes from the Kentucky Opioid Response Effort and Advocates of Recovery. Content and production by the team at Turning Point Recovery Community Center. Now, buckle up and get ready for the show. Welcome everyone to Crosstalk Recovery, the recovery podcast that supports all forms of recovery. I'm Matt Lewis. And today on the podcast, we have some participants from Drug Court on here. And I'm going to be playing a character named John Dope, spelled D-O-E-P, so get your brain out of the gutter. Uh, He's going to exemplify some of the things that I've heard regularly that people early on in Drug Court have complained about. And the rest of them can be convincing me why Drug Court really is there to help. So, I hope you enjoy it. Welcome, everyone, to Crosstalk Recovery, uh, the recovery podcast that supports all forms of recovery. I'm John Dope, and I'm here with... uh, Cody Land, Jonathan McGuire. And Regina Riley. Welcome, guys. Uh, I'm a new drug court participant, man, and to tell you the truth, drug court is the most. You know, it's ridiculous. I feel like... They're trying to control my life, you know? Like, I feel like they don't want me to succeed. I, I feel like they hate me or something, you know? So I, I know you guys are all in drug court, and I just wanted to, to sit down and talk to you guys, man, about about your experience there. How did you guys get into drug court, and and do you like it? Does it work for you? Have you found a, a rhythm? I mean, because I just don't think I can do it. Cody, what about you, man? Well, um, I used to do drugs and shoot dope, but I don't do that anymore because drug court got me all the way together, all right? They will, once you get in a routine. Um, I'm phase three now, so it's been pretty good. Phase three? What's phase three? I'm just in phase, how long does it take me to get there? I don't know, a few months, whenever they want to phase you up. What about you, Jonathan? What's your experience? How did you get into drug court, man? How have you made it work? Well, dude, I spent 13 months in jail, okay? And uh, I knew at that time I was making some bad decisions in my life, and uh, I was ready for a change. And uh, this isn't my first rodeo with drug courts. It's the second time I've been in this program, and uh, I knew what it, what it could do for me. And so I begged them to, to, to get me into drug court, and they accepted me. And it's just about willingness to, to change your whole life and uh, – the decisions that you make, you know, at first it's going to be hard and difficult, you know, if you don't have a vehicle, uh, the meetings that you got to attend, all this stuff can be overwhelming, man. But if you just stick with it, it will eventually get better. It really will. Now, I don't know what you're having troubles with, but uh, you can talk All to of me. it, man. I mean, yeah, the, the transportation thing's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you got to take drug tests all the time. I mean, what? Who do they think I am? You bus know? passes. You got a bus pass? Oh. They give us bus passes if you don't have, you know, bicycles. There's guys walking in the rain. You know, you just, you got you to gotta want to change for yourself, you know. But like I said, once you get into the routine of it, it gets a lot easier. Right. Willingness, huh? Routine. Just seems like so much. Like, I had a, a career that I was really good at, and they, they won't let me work that job. They want me to go work somewhere else that, I, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I could go make a lot of money. Yeah. Well, once you show them that you're willing to do what they tell you to do, depending on, let's say, you're a welder, 
and you're good at welding or something. Yeah. But you, they try to make you work at McDonald's flipping burgers. That's what you got to do, man. You know, and eventually, once you show them that you can do what they tell you to do, and it's all in your best interest. Once you show that they, they're, they're willing to work with you, the, the farther along you get in the program. You know, just showing up, showing up, showing up, showing up, and doing what they ask you to do is nine times out of ten the best thing that you can get out of drug court. So, I don't know if that's helped you so far. Well, I mean, ha- have you just been able to do that so smoothly because you've been through it once before? or Man, no, because the program I was in last, the other program was is different, but I knew that the outcome was going to be the same, you know. So I, I kind of knew what the success of it looked like, and I'm just trying to get that again in my life. And so drug court is the answer, man, especially with, if, if you're out there making bad decisions and not living right and thinking criminal stuff and robbing, stealing, getting high, and just living the wrong kind of life, man. Drug court will ultimately get you together, but you got to want it for yourself. Yeah. I don't know if that's convincing or not. <laughs> well, I mean, Regina, tell me about you. How did you get there, and how's it worked for you? Um, well, I got there by making bad choices in my life. Um, I went to jail for six months, and I knew I didn't want to live that lifestyle. They offered me drug court. I accepted it um, while being in drug court. The first 11 months of drug court was very hard and trying for me. I did not have a vehicle. Um, I did not have my own place. Um, I listened to what was being told to me, and I kept doing what they were asking me to do. Um, I just, with a lot of determination and willingness in my life, I have progressed forward. Um, If you're having a hard time keeping up with, like, what you're supposed to do in your groups or your meetings or your classes, get you a um, program book. A, what am I looking for? Calendar? Yeah, calendar. Planner. Planner. a planner. A planner. There you go. Get you a planner and get a planner. Write, write down what you're supposed to do every day and look back on that daily, and it'll, it'll help you stay a little bit um, on track on what you're supposed to do. Um, I've had to remain focused. Um, I was so unfocused and so lost when I was out there that I had to keep my eye on a prize. Um, my prize today is my sobriety, my recovery. Um, I've walked, worked hard to get to where I'm at, and um, I'm grateful for drug court. They've gave me a foundation that's gave me stability and discipline in my life. Um, yeah, sometimes it does get tough thinking, oh, I got to get up at this time and go do a drug test. But this is just, um, a small time sacrifice for long time benefits. So I think if you just do what you're asked to do and, um, just remain teachable, I think you'll do good in this program. Well, that brings up an interesting point because, I know that I've been attending some meetings and going to some groups and stuff, and some of the people who are new like me kind of feel the same way I feel, but then there's the people who are further along who are actually say that they're grateful for a drug court. I just can't imagine getting there right now. I mean, would you, Cody, would you say you're grateful for drug court at this point? I absolutely am grateful. Whenever I first got into drug court, I had a hard time. Uh, The first... Phase one is really difficult. Uh, 
they really push you to your max to see if you really want it at that point. But um, the the further you long, the further long you get into it, uh, it seems like they ease up on you. Uh, a big key to drug court for me was just kind of letting go on the reins and letting them have full control over my life. Uh, that's definitely how I've gotten as far as I am today in it. Of course, they still push me in different ways. Like now, I'm almost done with my GED, and they're making me do like six hours of school on top of everything else I have to do. So it's all for the greater good, and I'm really close to getting it. So oh, that's awesome, man! You yeah. get your GED. That's cool. I mean. What about you, Jonathan? Grateful for drug court? Absolutely. Uh, said, man, I was a career criminal, uh, but I was getting tired of that lifestyle. And uh, they give you the tools and the structure necessary to get out of that way of thinking. And uh, so, yeah, I'm grateful. I get, you know, I, my kids are back in my life. I've got a good job now. I've got a stable place to live. Uh, steady income. Uh, all my all my restitution stuff that I've, I've all my records of my past is paid for, you know, and uh, I've got a lot out of the groups and the meetings that I have to attend. So, yeah, I've met some really cool people along the way too. So I'm grateful today. Yeah, I'm I'm 100 grateful of, of of not living that old lifestyle I used to live. I used to I used to uh, think that that was I was I was somebody special out there selling drugs and getting high, and you know now I just was I was you know aimless. Living my life with no meaning, but uh, yeah, and you're never too old, and it's never too late to change. So. We'll be right back. Hello, everybody. You want to know something? My biggest issue with meetings is, despite their name, they're never about me. Here at Turning Point, all of our meetings are for you and about you. We have meetings at least three times a day, seven days a week. We are located at 415 Broadway, Paducah, Kentucky. Call 270-444-3621 for more information. Every day, an average of 130 people die from an opioid overdose. Opioid overdose is the leading cause of death among adults 15 younger in the United States. The Loxbox helps save the lives of overdose victims, and there are now over 600 units installed nationwide, but we can do better. Each unit increases access to naloxone, it reduces the stigma that's often associated with opioid overdose, and it works to save lives one box at a time. We hate that there are so many places in this country that need naloxbox units, but the truth of the matter is there are still so many more that need them. Although rescue should not be the only strategy used to address this epidemic, it remains a very important one. You have the chance to improve victim outcomes and the chance to reduce overdose deaths. Whether you're in the private or public sector, you can make a statement that you care. You can install in a lockbox, and you can help us save lives. That's what I keep hearing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know... Right now, it feels like they hate me, you know, that they don't want me to succeed at all. Uh, but what you're trying to, what I hear you guys telling me is that if I just let them take control, that they really do have my best interest at heart, that they're trying to, they want to see me succeed, and I just have to prove that I'm willing to try, and that it slowly but surely gets easier. That's 90% of it, man. It Absolutely. really is. 
Oh, that's really cool. Like, uh, Regina, what... Where were you at when you, where were you living when you got into drug court and where are you at now? Um, when I walked out of the jail, I went straight to the Oxford house. Um, I was there for six months. Um, I then moved on to a fresh start living shelter for women. I lived there for eight months. Um, now I've got my own apartment. Um, I've been there about a month and a half. So... I was, at the beginning of the program, I was wanting instant gratification still. I was wanting what I wanted when I wanted it. I wanted my apartment now. I wanted a car now. But I had to work for all that. I started off in a $9 an hour job, um, moved my way up a little bit further. Now I'm back with my family, working in our um, family business. Um, I'm making good money. I'm able to pay my own bills today. Um, I've paid off all my court costs, restitution, fines, fees. I've bought me a vehicle. Um, so even though right now you think you're not seeing a light at the end of the tunnel, mm -hmm. um, just keep pushing forward. Keep coming back and doing what's asked of you, and there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Everything will come together, and um, I think you'll do good. I see potential in you. Um, you see yourself five months from now, and your people's gonna be like, "Wow, he's really changed. Wow, look how much he's grown," or whatever the case may be. Well, thank you for saying that. You know, we'll see, we'll see. What about you, Jonathan? Well, when you got started in drug court, where were you at, and where are you at now? I was pretty much the same thing. Got out of jail. Uh, they wanted to put me in a halfway house. Uh, drug court trumped that, and so they made me uh, find a sober living house. I lived there, uh, saved my money, uh, worked. Uh, I've, I've gotten. I started out making twelve bucks an hour at a local factory. Uh, you know, I lived at the Oxford House for about six months, which seems like a long time, but it's it's really not. It's actually a pretty nice place. Uh, you know, two and a half years sober now. Uh, Wow. Got, yeah, I've got my own place now. Uh, I'm, I'm working on becoming a certified welder, you know, making $23 an hour. So I've I've come a long way in the last year that I've been in the That's program. Awesome. So like I said, it, if anybody can do it, you know, if I can do it, you can do it. I swear. It's, uh, it's not that hard. You just got to want to change. Yeah. Well, I did want to change. I do want to change, but like I... I see people getting sanctions, man, and I'm scared. I, I'm scared I'm going to mess up. Like, I'm scared I'm going to do something, accidentally oversleep, and, and then I'm going to end up back in jail or something like that. Has any of that ever happened to you, Cody? Uh, not necessarily oversleeping, but uh, I, I've got sanctioned before. Um, did you learn from it, or did, is it the worst? Let me just say, drug court has humbled me a lot. Like, um... All I got was like a weekend in jail. It wasn't much, but it opened my eyes and reminded me that they have control, not me. And it keeps you honest. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever gotten a sanction? Oh yeah, Jonathan. I've gotten a few. I've gotten a few. Yeah, I've overslept once or twice. Uh, you know, doesn't happen very often, but uh, when you do, you just own up to it and you know, let them know they'll work with you. Uh, what else? Here, a few things here and there, you know, no riding together and stuff like that, uh, same-sex only. 
type deal, giving people rides. And they got a strict set of rules, but they're there for a reason. You know? Yeah. But, I mean, unless you do something crazy, you know, you, the worst you'll get out of it is a weekend or two in jail, maybe an ankle monitor or something. But, you know, you'll learn very fast what to do and what not to do. So. Yeah. What about you, Gina? Um. I think I think I may have been sanctioned once. It was um, one of my friends got a no seatbelt ticket, and I didn't hold her accountable for not wearing her seatbelt. Um, I did have to write a page paper on that. Um, I thought I was going to get sanctioned a couple weeks ago because I ran a red light. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did that on purpose. I um, was tired, and I was sick of waiting. I ran a red light, and um, the judge and the case manager showed me um, They showed me grace, um, so um, they understood, and so I've got it taken care of. I've paid that debt, and I've paid that fine, and um, now I'm just moving along. So what you guys were saying is like that if I just be honest, try my best, uh, you know, stay humble that I have a shot at this and that they really do have my back. Like they want it. They want me to succeed. They want me to stay sober and live a better life. Cause it doesn't seem like it right now. Yeah. Just, um, be on time, do what's asked of you. Um, a lot of situations you might have to humble yourself. Um, listen, um, and I think everything's going to work out just fine for you. But that's what I was going to say. If there was, like, one thing you guys would tell me that was, like, important to remember while I'm going through this process, uh, what would it be, Cody? They're in control, not you. Well, I I see that. (laughs) I got got that part. Uh, But, like, is there, I mean, not a trick to it, but, like, I don't know, like, she's talking about a planner. I know routine is important. I know trying to remember that... It, it does get easier and better by seeing that you guys succeed. It helps me. But, like, just remembering that they're in control at all times, that's your... Pray about it. <laughs> I live 24 hours at a time. That helps me out. 24 hours at a time, you, know, you keep up with your stuff that you've got to do every day, and that's all you can do. You know, help getting a planner and stuff like that helps. But once you can do it for so long, once you get in the routine of these things that you got to do every every day or every week, you you don't even need the planner. You know what's coming up in your mind. But if you live just twenty four hours a day, and every day you wake up, you got to you know you just do a mental recap of what you have going on today and act accordingly. You know, and things will get better. Yeah. Yeah. What baby steps, little goals, get your goals. You know, if you if if you don't have a vehicle, get your bus pass, save up some money. You know, it's just little things you got to do along the way. And the next six months from now. Dude, it's crazy. If you're living right, what you can accomplish. You know, it doesn't take a long time. Well, I appreciate that, guys. I, another thing that I keep hearing them say is that I need to get a sponsor and work the steps. And I, I don't know what any of that is, man. Have you guys, any of you guys started to do that? What's that about? I've asked a few guys to give me, to, to sponsor me. You know, I'm still, I'm still going, looking for a sponsor myself, but, uh, it's good advice, like what I've heard. You get a sponsor, use a sponsor, and then you stick around long enough to be a sponsor, you know. But if you go to if you go to a lot of meetings, you know, 
Turning Point's a good place to go to meetings. Uh, there's people in there that uh, give me what I need through the meetings, you know, that, uh, and if ever I have any problems, I can call on any of them that work up there and stuff. But, yeah, there's a lot of people to pick from if you're looking for a sponsor up there. Yeah, for sure. We'll be right back. Hey, y'all. Did you know it's illegal to own just one guinea pig in Switzerland because they get lonely? Here at Turning Point, we don't want you to ever be lonely either. That's why we are open seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Always feel free to come hang with our friendly staff and don't forget your guinea pig. We're located at 415 Broadway Street, downtown Paducah. As a woman in recovery, I know how important having a fellowship of women has been for me. Come join us at the Women of Worth All Recovery Support Group here at Turning Point, 415 Broadway, Paducah, Kentucky, every Friday night at 6 p.m., where we discuss our personal experiences in recovery. Hope to see you there. What about you, Regina? Um, I've had a sponsor, and um, we've kind of both went our separate ways. Um, she started a new job. I think I more fell back um, being so busy in life that I didn't really take the time or the effort that I should have that to continue on with my steps. I'm almost 22 months sober, and I've did this without a sponsor. I've did this without working all the steps. Um, I am going to start looking for a sponsor they recommend it. Um, like I said, I did it without. So, okay. Um, it would probably be a smart idea. And also, you've got to get the spiritual part of the program, not just um, going into these meetings and listening to everybody. Because every time you go in, you're going to hear your story. You're going to be like, huh, I wonder who told him that. You know what I mean? But you've got to get who your higher power is. And let him um, look up to him in your life, um, him, she, her, whatever the person may be to you. Um, and let them have full reign of your life as well. You can't do it by yourself. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing. What about you, Cody? Uh, I'm... Two years and two months sober, and I'm on my fifth step, I believe. End of fourth, beginning of fifth, something yeah. like that. And uh, that's something I need to look at. I'm going to continue to look at. What do you mean you need to look at I it? I mean, it sounds like it. you're working I mean, the steps. I need to put more into it than what I do because I know I'll get more benefit out of it if I actually utilize my sponsor more. Continue to do my step work. You know what I mean. Uh, saved a lot of people. Right on. Well, what do you guys do for fun, man? I mean, they seem they keep me so busy. I feel like I never get to have any fun. Do you guys ever get to have any fun? Well, I'll tell you tonight. Um, they're having a a skate um, party. At the roller skating? Rink. Yeah, from 7 to 9. I love For 18 and skating. up, you can go there. Um, <laughs> recovery is fun. They have recovery walks. Um, you go to Turning Point, 
and at Turning Point, there's a lot of resources there. They do a lot of things. Um, we went to Holiday World last year. Um, you know, there's a lot of things to do in recovery, being sober, and that is still fun that you can laugh and be around good people and good friends. Well, that's good. I know that if I don't have fun, I'm just not going to be able to pull this off. I, if I'm going to be miserable, I'm just going to get high again. How do you have fun, Cody? How do I have fun? Um, I enjoy my days, my two days I have off work go to meetings that's about all the fun i do unless turning points having like some holiday world trip or something like that i like planning ahead and going to stuff like that uh that's a whole lot of fun jonathan (laughs) (laughs) man uh i ain't gonna lie to you the first couple months the first couple months man you're probably not gonna have a whole lot of time for fun but uh it will come i know uh I still don't have the phase three. I still don't have a lot of time for fun, but you know, it's a, it's a two year thing that you got to buckle down and get right. But I, my weekends, you know, when I have spare time, I play some Xbox or hang out with the kids. Uh, you know, I used to skateboard. So when it warms up, I go to the skate park and roll around a little while and stuff. But you're not too fat to skateboard. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting there. <laughs> Oh, man. But, yeah, no I mean, you, you can have some fun still, man. Just You know, you got to be getting high to have some fun, you know. Yeah. Fun that be had for sure. Oh. I hope so, man. I hope so. Yeah, I, I don't think I asked you, Cody. Where were you at when you when you got to drug court and where are you at now? Like, what was your situation like now? What's your then and now? Situation? Um, I just got out of jail. Moved in with my grandparents. I didn't have any plan to stay sober. I didn't even expect to graduate drug court or even get this far in drug court, really. Um, like I said, the first month or so was really hard. Uh, they were pressing down on me. Uh, after phase one, I, I don't know, I just kind of grew with the program. And um, unbelievably, I'm at where I'm at now because of drug court because of turning point well I seen you holding this baby the other day is that is that your baby yeah that's that's totally my baby (laughs) (laughs) I'm 100% sure I think (laughs) oh my god (laughs) right on yeah well man you know I know it sounds like it's gonna be rough but I hear you guys saying it's worth it man I hear you guys saying that, you know, trust the process, basically, is the way I'm interpreting it. <laughs> so uh, I think I'm going to try and stick and stay, man. I'm going to, you know, I was thinking about self-terminating, but. What do you have to lose? Everything. Yes. Everything. Either lose, graduation man. or what's it? What's the other one? Graduation or termination. Termination. <laughs> it's the only two ways out of drug court. Yeah. So you better make the best of it. And then you go back to the streets. What are you going to do? Be a statistic to the streets of, what, jails, institutions, or death? I don't want that. Go to jail. Go back to jail. Get your trays took. I'm too pretty for jail, man. You wouldn't last long with those dreads. (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, I appreciate you guys, man. I appreciate you guys coming on here and giving me some advice, giving me a saying your experience, strength, and hope. You know, I feel like that. Maybe I can do it with your guys' help, you know, with your guys' help. So, 
I don't know how they close this thing out. Uh, I guess somebody said just to tell everyone to stay grateful. Stay grateful. Stay grateful. Stay blessed up. Thank you, John. And thank you, everyone else. Remember to check out our YouTube version or our audio versions on Apple, Google, Spotify, and Podbean. And as always, stay grateful. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction or in recovery and needs guidance, speak with Turning Point's team of peer support specialists by calling 270-444-3621. You are not alone, and we are proof that recovery is possible.